0: Welcome to the Nashville Vineyard Podcast. For more information, please check us out at www.nashvillevineyard.org. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Morning, welcome, happy Sunday. If you're watching this live, uh, thanks for joining us. We know people are tuning in from all over the world, so we take that very seriously. We pray for you, and uh, and we hope that the Lord is blessing you uh, through this. And so we want to say welcome. Uh, we're going to jump right in, and uh, before we do, we're gonna we're gonna go to the Lord in prayer. So Father, we thank you so much. We we worship you. We worship your name. We ask, O Lord, that you receive glory and honor today father would you send your spirit to rest on us to fill us to the full to the overflow to give us ears to hear eyes to see and hearts to receive what it is that you have for us today and it's only because of the sacrifice and the resurrection of your son Jesus Jesus we praise your name we glorify your name we worship your name for by your name no one else will be saved you have made us a way back home to the Father. We bless your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, um, I want to start with uh, with a verse that we've read many times this summer, as we've moved through this series that the Lord has had us uh, journey through on. Uh, on what it means to to steward our lives biblically, to to steward our finances biblically. What does a kingdom economy look like, and how do we love biblically one another and the world? And so we've we've been on this journey, and and you know one of the key verses that the Lord has has shown to our, our prayer team and our intercessors uh, was this verse in Isaiah fifty five six through nine. You should have it memorized. I should have it memorized. I don't, but we're gonna I'm gonna read it for you here. It's Isaiah 55, six through nine. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon his name while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Well, this verse has been guiding us through this because we have to come to an understanding that, first of all, we're in a very unique season. Verse 6 tells us that we're, we're to seek the Lord while he may be found. This is a, this is a moment in time where, where there's a grace that's being poured out on us. And, and that the Lord is doing things here on the earth. And so we, we're supposed to seek those things. Seek first the kingdom, right? Seek those things while they may be found. To call upon him while he is near. The Lord is very near right now. Scriptures tell us that he's near to the brokenhearted. And I know that there is an abundance of people today that are brokenhearted. And he's near to those, to those people. He's near to you. Then it says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So, not only is this a time to call out to the Lord, to seek him while he may be found, to recognize that we're in a moment in history. That, that he is setting aside, this is also a time for us to repent. And that word repent, we've said many times, is, is a word for metanoia. It's a mind change, is what Jesus says. He says, change the way you think about things, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And so we're, we're to kind of, you know, completely reorient our thoughts around the kingdom of God. The Apostle Paul calls this, that we're to have the mind of christ to renew our minds and then he says this because we're supposed to renew our minds repent of our ways because our ways are not good because he goes on and says for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are my ways your ways so we have to change the way we're thinking because we won't naturally, accidentally think like God. We have to, like Moses prayed, show me your ways so that I can walk in your ways, so that you can teach me your ways, so that I can find favor in your sight, is what Moses prayed to God. This is our prayer, to learn the ways of God, to 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 change the way that we think about things and to, and to see the Lord In a new light and to see ourselves as he sees us, to see the world as he, the creator, God, sees it and designed it. And then he says, for as high as the heavens are of the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So this verse is guiding us through this time period, and honestly, it's going to be continuing to guide us, you know, in perpetuity until until either we we meet the Lord in heaven or or we, we meet him here on earth when he returns. But but this is the concept for us to understand that we, we we don't naturally think like God. We don't naturally see the world like God sees it. And we have to learn. To begin to think in the ways of God. And the way that we do that is by saturating ourselves with the word of God and with the presence of God. Gathering with people uh, that are saturating themselves in the word and in the presence of God. And encouraging one another. And so we look out right now. This is, this is being brought to you on September 12th. A day after the 20th anniversary of, of the terror attacks in 9-11. Uh, in New York City. And as our conversations this weekend has been drawn to that, as our, our prayers have been drawn to that, we, we have to understand that that we're in a moment in time right now. The Lord is uniquely doing something on the earth. And so when we see things happening on the earth, what we have to begin to do is start to get God's heart and his eyes for what is actually going on because what we're seeing on earth may not necessarily be what god is doing because satan the enemy counterfeits what he sees god doing we see this all throughout scriptures we see this uh, in genesis in the garden where he's twisting God's words, he's using them uh, to, to, to fool Adam and Eve, and he's, he's, you know, he's manipulating what he says. We see it in, uh, in Moses when he's dealing with, with Pharaoh's magicians in the plagues, and, and we see how they have copied um, what, what Moses has done. When he threw his snake down, they threw, or when he threw his staff down and it turned into a snake, they threw their staff down and turned into a snake. But the best part is that God's snake ate the other snakes. I guess that's how that works. I don't know. I've never had that happen before. But over and over and over again, we see through scriptures that Satan counterfeits what he sees God doing. We see this in, in, uh, when Jesus is in the wilderness and, and he's being tempted. Satan, again, is, what is he doing? He's counterfeiting, he's manipulating what the scriptures say uh, to Jesus, the author of, of the very scriptures that he's uh, twisting. This is how Satan operates. We we know from Daniel, the book of Daniel, it, it's it's very clear there is an active spiritual realm going on that we don't necessarily have all the insight into, where angels and demons are warring together, where where things are happening, unbeknownst to us. It's all throughout the scriptures, and so we have to learn to think like God thinks. We have to put put our, our God glasses on, so to speak, our kingdom glasses to see what is actually going on. And so when we see things that are happening, oftentimes it's a tell to what the Lord is doing. When, when we call it when uh, Satan is overplaying his hand right now. You know, Ephesians 6:12 uh, 12 uh, talks about it like this. Apostle Paul says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the dark age, darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so all of that is going on and there's a war against us and against our savior. And so we have to begin to look through kingdom eyes. So as we look around, we, we have to begin to understand what is happening right now in the world. Like what's the overarching Theme right now that you've probably noticed and and so we've been been pressing into that and so we've been looking around the world to say what what is going on on the earth and maybe that's a signifier or a counterfeit to what god is getting ready to unleash on the earth because satan always counterfeits what he sees god doing so as i look around i don't know about you you may come up with something else but as i look around as i pray as I, as I see what is happening, even prophetically, and, and, and things that are unfolding all around us, you know what I continue to, to, to see, to, to experience, to, um, to war against, to, to feel the ramifications of, is division. There is a, a divisive spirit of this age. Like, I don't know if we've ever experienced it before. I know I surely haven't that things are so divided, they're, they're so bifurcated, uh, people are, are against one another. It, 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 it's, it's unbelievable, and, and so from in my lifetime, I've never experienced this, this time where there's so many different polarizing um, ideas and opinions and thoughts and stances, and everyone is very sure of their opinion, and, and everyone is turned against each other. It's division. There's a spirit of division that is unleashed on this earth. It's it's one of the principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this age and the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places that we, as he says in the beginning, are supposed to wrestle with. We're supposed to contend against that as the body of Christ. But even, even in the body of Christ, we're seeing more division, at least I am, than I can remember, we're seeing we're seeing churches divided, we're seeing families divided, we're seeing political things coming in and 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 tearing each other apart, and it it breaks the heart of our Father. It breaks his heart. I couldn't imagine I have two boys, and I could not imagine knowing that those two boys were were vehemently opposed and turned against one another. I, I just couldn't fathom that. It would break. My heart, and so it does with the heart of our Father. And so division is everywhere, and it's 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 that much more poignant on September twelfth, twenty years ago, uh, twenty years from September twelfth, two thousand and one. I remember vividly where I was. I, I remember um, also what happened in in the days um, that that passed soon after, and you've you've heard much more eloquent speeches uh, in recent days than this about how unified and and how in one accord and how for one another and and the stories of self-sacrifice and it, it was it was really a magical time even though it was a terrible time it was the best of days and it was the worst of days and so it's that much more pointed as we're sitting here on the 20th anniversary and recognizing that we're long way from that now you could blame a lot of different things you really could and and there's there's i'm sure plenty of blame to go around political figures uh foreign affairs um you know all, all kinds of things going on covid um but paul tells us here that our fight as believers isn't against other humans other people that are created that are imago Dei; they're created in the image of God. Our fight is never with them. Your brother or your sister is never your enemy. And he tells us that that may there, maybe there's blame that can go around, and maybe there are people who have done things that have that have added fuel to this fire. But but Paul rips back the veil, gives us spiritual insight, puts on kingdom lenses to help us frame this, and he says, "Look." Those people are not your enemies. In fact, people aren't your enemies. Your enemies are these spiritual forces that are at play. The spirit of the age, the spirit of the age of this darkness, right now is overplaying his hand on division. Many, many people are saying, boy, I've never seen this world more divided. And it makes you wonder, what is it that Satan is trying to counterfeit? What what would division be the counterfeit of? What what would it be the uh, antithesis of? What what would what would this climate what would if I if I if I try to think like okay, let's say that I'm Satan and I'm trying to, to do everything in my power to defeat God's children in in this time. How would I do that? And 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 what would I do that could that could bring God the most, you know, hurt him the most, so to speak? Is, is that sometimes I pray, I'll play those exercises out as though you know, I'm trying to feel like, what is the enemy doing here? I'm asking the Holy Spirit to say, what is happening right now? And and I, I read this prayer that that was prayed in John 17, verses 20 through 23. This is the prayer of our Savior, Jesus. So there's a lot of prayers in the scriptures. There's a lot of, uh, of, of advice about prayer. There's a lot of people that will tell you how to pray and uh, in the scriptures, outside of the scriptures, all that sort of stuff. This is God's Son's prayer. This is, this is the prayer that's emanating right now from the throne room. Scriptures teach that Jesus is is on the right hand of the Father currently, and he's interceding for you, and maybe he's interceding what he's already prayed. And here's what it says. It says, I do not pray for these alone, because he's talking about the disciples. And he says, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's me. I hope that's you. That they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Could it be that the spirit of the age is coming against with more strength and force and 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 effectiveness this prayer emanating right now from the throne room that we read in scripture for us to be one and if that's so if the enemy can counterfeit and does counterfeit and only does counterfeits what he sees God doing, then what I would propose is that that means that God is unleashing right now on the earth a spirit and a heart of unity amongst his children. Maybe like we've never seen before. And so it is with, with the world, and we've never seen this kind of division, we've never seen this kind of uh, polarization. We've never seen all of these people against people in, in our lifetimes. We we can't even think about the last time that this was so uh, in our face and so polarizing. Maybe that's the opposite of this idea that we're getting ready to experience more unity, more love, more togetherness amongst the body of Christ than has ever been imagined since Jesus has prayed this prayer. And when he prayed this prayer 2,000 years ago, that prayer is still emanating. It's still echoing out throughout the galaxy and throughout the universe. It continues to resonate across every part and every time and every cell is beginning to respond and beginning to act accordingly, coming under the authority of this prayer of the Savior, Jesus, that we may be one. Just like him and his father are one. Could it be that this is what God is doing on the earth? It's hard to see. I mean, the kingdom of heaven is is like a mustard seed, it's like a little bit of lemon. It's small, it's what the scriptures teach. It's easily missed. And could it be that right now the kingdom of God is breaking in in something that is just as and maybe more miraculous as divine healings, though we love those, maybe more miraculous as water into wine. Maybe the most miraculous thing we can imagine right now is that people that are different come together. Is that people lay down their lives to follow Jesus together. Christianity, this following Jesus thing, is not a solo sport. Never has been, never will be. And maybe, maybe we're in the middle of something right now. Maybe we're in the middle of a move of God that if we're not careful, if we don't pay attention, if we're if we're too busy with the distractions that the enemy is. Con- constantly bombarding us with we can miss it later on in john it says this uh, um jesus is is he's finishing praying and the father echoes and it booms out loud and he and he and he and he releases this word over his son and he says this is my son listen to him and pay attention to him i'm pleased with him and then there's this one little verse that, that it, it's not even a whole verse it's just this phrase found within the context of the verse and and people heard the voice of god and people were afraid and people people weren't sure what what to do and then it says this and some people thought that it thundered the very voice of god breaks through the heavens over, oversating it on the son of God who, who who is walking the earth at the time and some people were so busy were so blinded by the reality that they were seeing by by the kingdom of darkness instead of the kingdom of light they were so blinded and so fooled and so distracted and so busy and so uh, involved that they missed this move of God and mistaked it for thunder you can miss what God is doing if you're not careful. You can't. You can, you can position yourself in such a way that can miss what he is doing. You can find yourself so busy, so distracted, that you'll turn around and you'll look back and think, how could I have missed that? It happened with Jesus, over and over and over again, so much so that people ended up killing him. They missed it. They missed the. These were the people that had the prophetic scriptures uh, of the Torah and the, and the prophets memorized line by line about Jesus. They missed it because he didn't look like. What they expected him to look like, they didn't. He didn't do what they expected him to do, and because he didn't fit their box of expectations, they missed it and they killed him. So don't think that you can't miss it too. And this is why our prayer has been: we need to recognize this is a moment, just like Isaiah fifty-five six through nine says recognize that this is a time where the Lord is near he's doing something on the earth something is happening recognize this point in time repent change the way that we're thinking things because we have to recognize and we have to recognize like now that our ways are not his ways his ways are higher than our ways and so we have to we have to pray say would you give us your ways would you give me your mind transform renew my mind because I don't want to miss what you're doing in January we had um, we had a word we, we were given a word we, we get a word every year we ask the Lord what are, you, what are you saying about this year and I can't I can't even begin to uh, overstate the how accurate these words are and they're not because we're super prophets it's because the Lord is so kind and I'm so dull and dumb. And he speaks them very plainly and very simply so I can hear it. And so he, he speaks these words over our years and, and oftentimes at the beginning of the year, I mean, you know, the first Sunday in January is when we we talk about this is what the Lord says he's doing with us, just us. Sometimes it's other people, uh, but, but you know, primarily us. It's not like we're trying to get, you know, prophetic revelation for the nations. I just wanna know what he's doing with me. And so we 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 pray and we ask the Lord, and so we'll deliver that message, the very first Sunday in in January, and we had no idea of what that actually means. We I can we can have some, we can try to think through, we can spitball, but honestly, we never really know, what he's meaning and doing um, from this from this word. We can't we can't understand how he's he's going to play this stuff out, and every year every year. Around this time, around around this fall season, sometimes towards the end of the year, we'll look back and and, and just think, my goodness, we could have never planned this, but He gave us a, a, some some bit of a heads up, and now we can point to it, and and it's the faithfulness and it's the kindness of God, and so this year is no different. This year, I don't I don't know if you remember it. Maybe you're joining us for the first time, but we talked about it. First Sunday of, of this year, the Lord gave us two words, let go, just like go. And then he gave me the scripture about about Peter walking on the water, moving towards Jesus, leaving the thing that worked, a boat, letting go of that because a boat floats, and moving to a thing that is unknown and isn't known to work, and stepping out and walking on the water in order to follow Jesus. And then we're going to have to, this is what I follow the Lord to say, we're going to have to let go of things that have worked in the past. We're going to have to let go of processes and procedures and and and, and ideas and and things that we've hold, held so tightly to, because those things that have worked will not work in this season that is upcoming. And that was sort of the overall overall view, and we've talked about it a few, few different times throughout the year. It was let go. And so we're sitting here on today, and we, we have this announcement, and I can't help but think of how um, incredible uh, that word was, how accurate and how kind. We, ne- we never know what, what he's meaning by what he says. And so he's he's leading us and guiding us. He's preparing the way forward. And so the word was let go. And so here we are, September 12th, 2021. And I want to talk to you about how we're letting go. I want to talk to you about what, what we're doing and what the Lord is leading us into in this season. This is a distinct season shift. Okay, we're, we, have, we have crossed over into a new era we're there and so I want to talk to you about what is happening and and how the Lord is moving us into this new era we are called to war against the spirit of the age which is division and in the spring the Lord began to speak to me that he wanted us to do something that is crazy, that is different, that is um, I'd never heard of it happening before, and I, and I reached out to to who I believe the Lord uh, was was leading me to, and we began to pray and we began to talk and we began to 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 say is this could this even be real, and we spent time over and over again for for weeks and days and months we spent time in prayer. Asking the Lord, is this what you're leading us to? Is this what you're doing on the earth? And then we started bringing in uh, our trusted advisors, trusted voices. And and, and we started to, to have them say, would you commit to pray for us? And this is what we feel like the Lord is doing. And we continue to get green light after green light after green light. But it just, it still seems too crazy to even be true. And so as we continued to get our, our leadership and our trusted voices and, and the leadership of this church... Now, in on this, it continued to be confirmed over and over and over again. That the Lord is indeed doing something new. He's doing something new on the earth. And it's it's small. We're a small thing on this earth. We're, we're probably in relativity, some somewhere along the scale of a mustard seed. And if you're if you're not careful. You'll miss it because I'm telling you, we are currently in a move of God. So what, am I, what are we announcing, right? In, in regards to all of all of that, we're, we're going to be, our church, Nashville Vineyard, is going to be uniting together with another church in town, One Stone Church in, in Nashville, right down the street from us. The pastor, Mark, and myself, uh, we have been friends for years. We've known each other close to a decade. We've walked in really intentional friendship, uh, community uh, for the past five years, sometimes weekly. We'd go months and months just meeting together weekly to encourage and pray for one another. We know each other, That's what I'm trying to say. And, and as I've gotten to know Pastor Mark and as I've gotten to see... Um, what what he's doing there, there's just an incredible amount of of similarities, similar cultures, and similar uh, you know values, and even even mission statements, and, and even timing. We planted around the same time, and 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 even location, and and there's just it's just been so much that we've been seeing over the years, and we believe that the Lord is uniting us in this time that he's taking this thing and he's taking this thing and he's going to do what he says he's going to do in John 12 uh, verse 24 Jesus says "Truly, truly I tell you unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a seed but if it dies it bears much fruit whoever loves his life will lose it but whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life he's calling us both to die, to lay down the things that we've loved, that we've worked for, that, that we've we've bled for, we've cried for, we've wept for, we've rejoiced in. And, and to lay those down so that he can raise up a new thing. And so we're coming together, not as some sort of merger, not as some sort of uh, you know, we needed this and they need, none of, everything was fine. But we felt an invitation of the Lord to trust him, to say, if you'll be obedient, if you'll lay that down in order to show the people what can happen if you actually believe that he wants his prayer answered and come together, I will do incredible things in your city and on this earth and he already has so we're coming together we're uniting we're creating a new move a new church it's going to be i think more than a church we're we're continually seeing how the lord is doing things even now as we've been walking this together and over the past several months and and we've been you know getting you know both staffs together and you know, nobody's losing their job and 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 we just continue to see that the Lord is in this and not only is he in this he's doing things that we've only dreamed about we couldn't figure out how, how they would ever happen and now before we can even try to do them out of our own strength he's just raising them up it's the most incredible thing I have ever witnessed and anyone that's been a part of this process will tell you if you ask them. This is a very amazing, unusual, and even miraculous thing that the Lord is doing. And he's doing it here with us. Some of you uh, have been around when um, Aaron Evans, who who is a, you know, a father of our house and, and really a spiritual father to me, uh, has been around. And, and I was talking to him and sharing, him, uh, sharing about this with him. And and, I, and he just kind of looked at me and, and wonder and said, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but why do you get to be a part of everything it feels like the Lord is currently doing? He's like, you're nobody special. And he's he's right. And, and, and I don't know why, but I will tell you that no matter who I have told and talked to about this or has been a part of this, will tell you, this is a move of God that's happening on the earth. It's incredible. And so we're, we're going to come together, uh, we're, we're going to lay down the things that we've loved so much uh, in order to, to see it rise again as, as a new thing, as a resurrected thing. You can't have a resurrection without a death, right? And so we're going to put these two, uh, these two churches, uh, so to speak, in the ground and then we'll, we're going to raise up, the Lord is going to raise up uh, a new work and I'm excited, and I'm not going anywhere, and Pastor Mark is not going anywhere, and he and I are, are really like kids in a candy shop right now, to be honest with you. We're, we're, we're just almost giddy all the time, because we both know that we don't deserve what we're getting to walk in right now, just flat out, we don't deserve it. For some reason, the Lord has, has found us and said, okay, I'll take these guys. I think it's because my, my prayer has been, Lord, I want to be the only guy on earth dumb enough to just do what you say when you say it. And maybe that's why. So what does that mean? Well, it means a lot of things. You're going to have a lot of questions. We have things coming out, um, you know, videos and, uh, collateral and emails and all of that good stuff over the next several days and weeks. That'll shed a little bit more light into all of this. Um, but I'll tell you the best way that you could you could find out about that is is be at our first United service, the first service where we get to come together. That's October third. Uh, it's the first Sunday in October, and Vineyard folks, it's not going to be at our building. We're going to be uh, leaving where the Lord has had us graciously. Uh, for so long we're going to be um, going uh, to to one stones building and uh, we'll be there for uh, a little while as we prepare to go into uh, where the Lord is leading us and and see that's the whole thing I want you to get from this Um, neither Mark nor myself are interested in just having a bigger church to just do church stuff you guys know me enough to know that I I just don't don't really have time for that I'm the guy that closed the whole church down for a year and a half because the Lord said so and made it made it a home church thing. thought I was killing it. So I'm just going to do what the Lord says to do. And so we're not coming together to to make some sort of, uh, you know, transformer charismatic church. Uh, We're coming together so that we can do bigger things we're uniting for, for what I believe the Lord is leading us into. And I can't, I can't go into all of it, but I'll just tell you when, when one of the things that the Lord had mentioned and, and the opportunities and, and what we're getting ready to walk into when I, when that came to my mind and, and it was, someone called me and said, okay, let's move forward. The very first thing I thought was that's, that's too big. The Lord you know was screaming at me. It's too big for just you. It's not meant for just you. Cole mark. and that sort of began uh, this this process. And so um, I'm telling you, we're 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 in a move. God is doing incredible things. Uh, we're seeing we're seeing healings popping off like crazy. I mean, even uh, this week in our home church, we heard stories and saw things. God is doing something in the earth right now. And if you're not careful, you'll miss it because of the distractions of the spirit of this age. But don't give him the the satisfaction. Look. First, seek first what is the kingdom doing, and I will tell you, I've never been around anything more kingdom than what is getting ready to happen, ever. It's a move. We uh, we had this word over our church. The Lord actually spoke it uh, to me when um, when we first planted the church. I, I was walking around Nashville. Some of you have heard this story, and. Uh, the Lord told us to come to Nashville dreams and visions. And it was, I mean, so clear. I'm, I'm in Nashville and I'm, I'm working at a bank. The Lord has sent us here to plant church. We have no money. We have nobody. Uh, you know, w- what are we going to do? And I'm walking down and I realize that Nashville isn't just like the country music capital. It's like the church capital of the world. There's crazy, amazing churches everywhere. And I was, I'm I, like I said, I am no one special. I I can be an idiot a lot of times. And I was asking the Lord, like, why do you, why do you want me to do this? And he all, like, open vision on Broadway. Um, not the, the other Broadway, not where all the bars are, but further down where the boring stuff is. I'm walking and praying and the Lord shows me a vision and he says, I'm gonna do something if, if you'll be obedient. If you'll listen to me, if you follow me. And I'm going to pour out my healing. I'm going to pour out my anointing. And it's going to be a place where other people from other places and other churches will send their people to in order to receive healing and to receive what he's pouring out. And we've seen a measure of that. I and mean, we, we have amazing things that have happened from cancers to, um, you know, you name it. Uh, happen as far as the miraculous, as far as healings. But it's never been like that. It's never been like what I, I, I felt like the Lord had said. It's always been like, you know, Lord, when are you going to do that? And so someone else uh, had called uh, Pastor Mark, and he told him about this thing, and he said, you know, it's funny, the Lord gave me a word uh, for this thing that whatever whatever this is going to be, this united thing that we're doing so this is not going to be a place where people just get healed this will be a place where where people will be uh, not only equipped but but it'll be a healing center where other churches and other ministries um, and other people come in in order to receive healing god is going to pour out his healing he's going to do something new on this earth and i wonder if all there's been so many prophetic words there's been so many promises. There's been so many things that the Lord has said that that we've been contending for and we've been holding on to we haven't seen yet. And I'm wondering how many of those are in regards to this season that we're getting ready to do. The best days are just ahead. We're in them. So I invite you to come, to come and be a part. We're going to worship together in person, like physically, We're going to keep doing this, but we're going to worship together in person on October 3rd, Sunday, at 10 o'clock a.m. at the building formerly known as the One Stone Church. And it's going to be at 1101 Stainback Avenue, Nashville, Tennessee. This is a move. God is doing something. And this could be an invitation to be a part of it. So... I invite you to join us. We'll be back here next week. We're still doing our home churches. We're still uh, meeting at our building right now at 11. We're still doing those things. But there's going to be something new happening on that Sunday in October. And I hope and I pray that you get a chance to be a part of it. It's going to be absolutely mind-blowing. I'm going to pray. Father, we bless your name. We say that you are a holy We recognize that this is a a season, this is a time, this is a moment when you are near. There's, There's an uptick in brokenheartedness, which means there's an uptick in intimacy with you, and you're near. So, Father, we repent of our ways. We we lay down and turn from our wicked ways. We, we, We ask forgiveness and cleansing from the thoughts that we've had. Change our mind. Reorient our thoughts. Give us your mind, Christ Jesus. Transform us by renewing our mind. Give us kingdom minds so that we can hear what it is you are saying to your church and to your people. Because, Lord, we recognize and we say your ways are higher than our ways. So teach us your ways so that we may walk in your ways so that we find pleasure in your sight. And it's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. So I hope to see you in home churches right back here online 10 o'clock uh, next week, uh, worshiping with us uh, for the next couple of weeks in our building, or I really hope I get to see it October 3rd, Sunday morning, 10 a.m., 1101 Stainback Avenue, Nashville, Tennessee. It's gonna be incredible. For all upcoming events for more information about the Nashville Vineyard Church, please check us out at www.nashvillevineyard.org. Thank you again for listening, and we Have a great day.